Hey, everybody, and welcome into the Blake Show Lakers podcast, the Lakers show that covers all things purple and gold. Let's talk some Lakers. Wanted to start the show today by taking a look at where the Lakers stand in the Western Conference standings ahead of their game against the Detroit Pistons on the road tonight. Lakers are in the seventh spot at 10 and eight, three and a half games out of first place where the Minnesota Timberwolves sit, who have been a nice surprise with how consistent they're playing 13 and four to start the season for them but the lakers they're seven and two at home three and six on the road which has been the killer so far seven and three in their last 10 of course their last game against the philadelphia 76ers was not a good one (laughs) as la got wiped off the floor injuries are a big part i think of what are causing the lakers to perhaps not win as many games as they would be winning if they had a full team, not having Jared Vanderbilt, not having Gabe Vincent, not having Cam Reddish, who, you know, has really started off the season fantastically and is playing great on both sides of the ball. Those are three really big pieces that you don't have. And you combine that with the fact that the Lakers have had a tough schedule to open the season as they always do. Lots of national TV games, lots of games against the top half of the league which makes a game like tonight that much more important as the Detroit Pistons. If we go up here just a little bit for our YouTube viewers, if you're listening, we are looking at the NBA conference standings here. We were at the Western Conference, and now we scrolled up on the page to the Eastern Conference where the Detroit Pistons are 2-15 and on the season. So this is a game that you have to win if you are the Lakers to get to that 11 win, 11th win on the season. And as much as you can be above that play in line throughout the regular season, that's sort of where you want to be. Of course, Lakers have also been able to find some success in the in-season tournament and the group play. Moving on to face the Phoenix Suns in the knockout round later this week, which should be interesting to see if they can make it to the semifinals and then maybe even make it to the, to the finals of the in-season tournament. Sort of TBD on how... Um, you know, significant that tournament is in terms of a player's legacy for somebody like a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis. So who knows, you know, if if the Lakers will make it to that championship game, they are going to have to get past Phoenix and then either Sacramento or New Orleans, who either will be a tough out for the Lakers. And, you know, it's interesting seeing the in-season tournament this early in the season where the Lakers have played in these 18 games and, other teams have played, you know, 17, 17, 18 games, and the teams just aren't fully formed yet. And you have these games that the NBA is trying to sort of emphasize that they mean more than just your regular games. So it's been interesting to see how teams have competed. And we saw, of course, the other night, the Chicago Bulls complaining about their opponent running up the score on them because they were trying to get to their point different point. Differential, of course, the uh, the Boston Celtics showing no mercy <laughs> against the Bulls, who are mightily struggling. But um, it's been an up and down start to the season for the Lakers. I think that for uh, a lot of people that were that were hopeful about this team, maybe they've been a little underwhelmed. But again, injuries have played a big part in it, and to have a guy like Cam Reddish on a veteran minimum playing as well as he is, playing incredible defense on the wing against other teams' best players, and then knocking down shots as well, especially in crunch time. Just a welcome sign for these Lakers. And once they get Jared Vanderbilt back in the fold, 
think this team is going to be quite all right. But again, sort of emphasizing the Detroit Pistons game, we're going to move on to that preview now, which takes on a little bit later tonight. And Lakers, again, they're three and six on the road. And that's something, of course, that the team struggled with last season as well. Team has been so good at home. And these are the kind of games that you just can't lose, especially on the road to get that road record up. And if you want to be in the top three, four in the Western conference, which I think this team has the potential to do before the season, I predicted that this team would win over 50 games. They're going to win over 50 games. They got to win these games (laughs) against the, uh, the bottom half of the league and doing it on the road becomes that much more important because we've seen what this team can do at home, whether they're healthy or not. Now you have to start winning these road games and you don't want to have a performance like you did against the magic a couple of weeks ago on the road where you just get blown out of the building and magic, of course, are no pistons. They're, they're no slouch. Um, and they're near the top of the Eastern conference standings. But for these Lakers, this is a very important game. I think, especially after LeBron's post games comments after the Philly game of saying a lot needs to change and Anthony Davis's play continuing to be up and down. This is going to be a game where the Lakers come out blazing and, and really try to put the Pistons away game time decisions for LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Cam Reddish Jared Vanderbilt, of course, still out Gabe Vincent also working his way back. So it should be interesting to see whether LeBron and AD both play tonight, or if one of them plays, we'll see sort of what, what happens there. This game tipping off at 4 PM Pacific time, 7 PM on the East coast. But I also kind of want to take a look at the stats and sort of examine more closely how this Lakers team is performing to start the season. Taking a look at the stats here for the Lakers to start the season in terms of how individual players are performing. LeBron James has just been above and beyond again, 25 points a game to start the season, seven and a half rebounds, six and a half assists, shooting almost 40% from the three point line. 56% from the field. You're just, you're getting more than you could ever hope as a Laker fan (laughs) for LeBron nearing age 40 ever so slightly. And D'Angelo Russell has always, has also been pretty solid overall 16 points a game, six assists, three rebounds. He's also shooting roughly 40% from the three point line. Anthony Davis, Shy under 22 points a game, 21.8 points a game. The rebounds, always great, 12 rebounds a game, getting you almost three blocks a game, which is fantastic. 54%, roughly 55% from the field, but Lakers need more out of Anthony Davis consistently. This is the same talking point that we have talked about for the last three seasons with the Lakers, where for them to beat Denver, to win a championship, you need Anthony Davis to be the best player on this team or a two to LeBron where LeBron is playing out of his mind, which LeBron is playing out of his mind. So if you're Anthony Davis, you got to average more than 21 points a game. It's as simple as that, especially when you get punked every time you play against Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo, like you just need to play better in those performances. And those are the performances that drag, you know, the averages down. And this is what the general masses are going to look at. Obviously the stats don't account for, Everything and Anthony Davis's defensive effort on a night out and night in basis is incredible. And I think that he should be defensive player of the year. He's playing like it so far. I think Bam at a bio 
has a case for that as well. But you just need a little more consistency out of Anthony Davis. He has played in 17 games, only missed one game. That's a great stat right there. Um, but again, ceiling for this Lakers team depends on how well Anthony Davis is playing consistently so far. It's been more of the same as we've seen the last few seasons where he has games where he looks like the MVP. He has games where he looks above average. He has games where he looks average. And that variance that you see with this team cannot happen if you are going to do more than you did in last season's playoffs and, and get past the Western Conference finals and, and to a finals and to a championship. Austin Reeves, another guy whose stats are up from last regular season, but 13, roughly 14 points a game, shooting 46% from the field and 33% from three need that to raise a little bit more. Again, Austin is a guy who came in clearly took him a, a little bit to find his legs coming off of uh playing all that playoff basketball straight in the team USA. You could tell he didn't really have a break. He, you know, sort of uh whatever break that he did take before the season, it's taken him a little bit longer than I think people expected to return to form. And similarly to Anthony Davis, Lakers just need more consistency out of him. I mean, he has the talent to be the third best player on this team. If he's not, that's where I think that you're going to see the Lakers make a deal. The way that things are sort of trending right now, I think it is looking like they'll end up making some kind of deal with the Chicago Bulls, whether it is for Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan or Alex Caruso or two out of the three or whatever, whatever it may be. I think that whether or not Austin Reeves ends up being traded is is up for debate and there's reports out and talk that the bulls really want austin reeves and any sort of deal with the lakers that they would covet him is the word that a report used and if you're the lakers they didn't trade him last season as as yovan buha mentioned recently uh in any sort of uh, Kyrie irving trade so is he worth putting in a package for a zach levine for an alex caruso and a demar Derozan remains to be seen and I think it also just sort of depends on how he progresses throughout the rest of the season. And D'Angelo Russell, another guy who can't be traded until 2024, but is a guy who, you know, the Lakers are looking at very closely to see if he is enough as their starting point guard to sort of uh, get them over the top. Gabe Vincent only played in four games. Lakers are going to need him to get healthy as soon as he can. Torian Prince started out the season red hot has come down to to life a bit. He's shooting 29% from three, not going to be that low. He's in a slump. He'll get out of it. Lakers need him to be near that 40% range from three for sure. Cam Reddish has been a really big surprise just in terms of how consistently well he has played. And Reddish, of course, dealing with injury right now. Lakers need him back in the, uh, in the lineup as soon as they can get him. Playing so well that there's debate out there whether you know, even when Jared Vanderbilt comes back, whether that spot will already be taken by Cam Reddish because of how well he is playing. So that has been a big positive for the Lakers. Rui Hachibura, similarly to Austin Reeves, just not quite at that playoff level yet. He's had his moments, but need more consistency out of him. Christian Wood has kind of been what you thought he was going to be. You have him on the minimum, seven points a game, has some solid games, has some not so solid games, struggles defensively. Max Christie has been really good as of late. Jackson Hayes is a guy who I thought the Lakers were going to get more out of barely finding minutes. He's averaging 11 minutes a game 
unsure sort of what the plan is with him because if he's not playing, then this team's you know talking about Zach Levine and Caruso and DeRozan. This team needs another big. If you're not going to play, be able to play Jackson Hayes consistently, and then if Christian Wood isn't as consistent as you would like him to be, so all in all, some good, some bad. I think Cam Reddish being sort of the the best surprise, and then the consistency factor that you need out of Anthony Davis, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. These are all the things that we're watching for, not only tonight, but uh, you know, against the Pistons. But as the season goes along, as we get closer to Christmas, and then the trade deadline after that in February, and the All Star break, like you know, the uh, Lakers are right there. They are. They're definitely, I think, close to the team that they were last season, just in terms of. Um, being competitive, being a couple games over 500, I think that's where you'll see them. And then I think you're going to be looking at a team that's probably going to make some kind of deal to try to put themselves over the top. But uh, that, I think, is something that you're not going to see until way closer to the trade deadline. But again, Lakers need the win tonight against the Detroit Pistons. That's going to do it for our show tonight thank you so much for watching on youtube and listening on spotify apple iheart wherever you get your podcasts by searching the blake show lakers betting podcast i will see you next time